Hello, everyone, and welcome to Marvelous Movie Mondays, or Triple M, whatever you want to call it, with Kelsey and Dill. I'm that second half, Dill. This is the first half oh, over there, Kelsey. And this this little guy on the bottom is the one we're talking about, but he's not part of the show, but but he will be. But uh, Kelsey, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Dill. How are you? I'm doing great. Yeah, it's been a good week. Uh, uh, some new movies in theaters, one which we'll talk about today. So if you're here because it's an Uncharted review, Uncharted is going to be last, so you you can stay tuned or you can skip ahead. Um, but uh, just to tell you all what we're doing today, we're doing another Avengers Movie Club, which is where we take three movies from a Marvel actor. Uh, we could also do a director's one later down the line, but this one we've been doing actors. Uh, and we picked Tom Holland because Uncharted was coming out this weekend. Um, and we are talking about Uncharted as well as his one of his, his breakout film, The Impossible, and uh, one of his more popular uh, kind of against acting against type roles, Cherry, um, which you can find on Apple TV Plus. So um, a, a lot of an interesting crop of films, which I can't wait to talk about with Kelsey. She has seen, I think, all of them. Uh, well, before this, no one saw Uncharted, but you had seen the other two. I had not seen uh, Cherry or Uncharted, so it'll be interesting to talk about it. And then The Impossible I've seen. I love it. Um, but we'll talk about it. I yeah. don't want to uh, show my hate <laughs> cards right now, but I'm yeah. doing well. It's been a good week. Um, Super Bowl Sunday happened last week after it sure did. after we recorded, but before it came out. So like we were questioning who's going to win. The Rams won in a very tight game. It was very exciting. But Kelsey, yeah. there's some other news that happened during the Super Bowl um, that you're going to share. But before you do, I just had a little tidbit of news, and that was just that Brie Larson posted a set photo of Captain Marvel 2. It's just her thing. That's Carol Danvers, her chair. Oh, uh, it's awesome. still exciting nonetheless. You know, it's just nice to know that like she's still on board because I know a lot of fans gave her shit, which they shouldn't have because guys let's face it she's great in the role whether you're not mm -hmm. you like i mean you can think she's not she wasn't great in the role but don't give her hate for it um i think she's great in the role and i'm glad she's coming back and she's excited uh to be playing carol danvers again uh what do you think about kelsey you look so ponderous right there because isn't miss the marvels coming out in november this year or it's no. coming yeah, out it's, it's coming out next year maybe november next year yeah because this year we're getting Doctor Strange, we're getting Black Panther 2, we're getting Thor Love and Thunder. Thor Love and Thunder, and there's a fourth one. Um who? No, this is really Whatever. testing our brains. I mean, we're getting a bunch of shows, but what is the fourth movie? Wait, we're maybe getting? I wrote it down in my notebook. Yeah, maybe, maybe if, if you know it, Andy? let us know in the comments because people are probably screaming at us right now. Like, it's this. Um, I feel like it's a new property though. It might be Miss the Marvel. It might be the Marvel. I don't think it's the Marvels. Yeah, Doctor well, every... Strange. Well, because Morbius we're getting, but that's different. That's um, that's Marvel esque, but not exactly. Uh, Thor: Love and Thunder, Black Panther, Doctor Strange. I feel like there was an original one. Um, maybe not. Maybe we're only getting three, which I think is okay. I think we're okay with just three. But wait, oh, we're wait, getting wait, Spider Verse. Wait. Spider Verse in December. Is that what we were thinking of? Uh, is, uh... I don't know. I, don't know. I anyway. wrote, I wrote down. Oh, this is the announcements from Disney Day. So Miss Marvel's coming out in summer. Oh no, that's the TV show. Miss Marvel is coming out in summer 2022. Oh, but Marvels okay. is something different. Gotcha, gotcha. And in terms of films, I do have it up right now. So we are getting um, okay the fourth film. There is no fourth film. That's why <laughs> it is Doctor Strange two, Thor: Love and Thunder, and Black Panther two. So um, we are only getting three movies this year that are Marvel Cinematic Universe. We're also getting Morbius, as we said, and Spider Man Across the Spider Verse Part One. So we are having more Marvel to talk about, um, and we're getting a bunch of series. You know, like Moon Knight's this year, She Hulk's this year. So uh, and like you said, Miss Marvel. Um, but yeah, did I say Miss Marvel? I meant the Marvel. She's she's filming for. She might actually be filming for. Miss Marvel, who knows? But um, who knows? Yep, there's our chair. Anyway, Kels, what's the real news of this week? Because because we have to talk about it. 
some really exciting uh, things happened during the Super Bowl. Something that I wasn't expecting. I don't know if other people were, but we got a full trailer for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. That is right. And I don't know if we want to spoil the big reveal, but I mean, um, people, I, I mean, mean, it's pretty much common knowledge. Been, I think we can talk about it, right? It's been a week since it came yeah. out. We're pretty late to the game yeah. because so, it yeah. unfortunately released literally right after we filmed we our recorded. podcast. Yeah. I mean, so, wow. talk about a reveal. Little, though. Like, I, I just, I know we're going to yeah. go through the trailer now, but it's like, mm-hmm. I, I can't believe they showed what they showed. Like they really are not trying to hide that. It must be a big part then. Like it's something yeah. about Marvel. Like I don't get why they're showing so much. Like Spider Man, sure. don't show Doc Ock. Just show the arms or something. Like don't because then if you just show the arms, then is it Alfred Molina? Is it someone else? Like the greatest thing about WandaVision is that we did not know Evan Peters was showing up. And even though that ended up right. being a bad twist for some, like <laughs> anyway, keep, carry on, carry on because <laughs> we have a lot to talk about. <laughs> no, I totally get what you're saying, Dill. But honestly, I've learned my lesson now from spider-man no way home and i think that it's just you know it makes me excited for about what they're not showing you know i feel like Mm -hmm. they're that there's still more to come because you know marvel never plays their best hand first you know they always are hiding a lot of tricks up their sleeves so it makes me more excited i know it makes you a little bit more hesitant but let's break down this trailer shot imagine what it would have been like if you saw that for the first time in the theater no i I know i I know now i know to wear a diaper because I would have crapped myself in the theater. I would have been. I would have been like, "What is going on?" Anyway, carry on. Yeah. I, I just can't get over it. Anyway, so let's break this down shot for shot because that's exactly what I did. So we <laughs> okay. first we first open with a shot of a very desolate sanctum. He's talking about how every night he has the same dream. It's a nightmare. Um, so we don't know if he's dreaming or if he's awake during this part, but it's it's like a it's sanctum, but it looks like it's been ripped out of New York City. Everything's dead around it. It looks very ominous. Um, Zombified, ominous. Yeah, okay. I was trying to say ominous. Yeah, you got anyway, it. we thank you. I've been practicing. We see a shot of America Chavez hung by all four of her limbs while what looks like one of the soul suckers from Shang-Chi is screaming in her face. Um, We see a shot of Wong telling Steven, you cannot control everything, Steven. So obviously he's facing some backlash from performing the spell in spider-man no way home uh we see some more shots of christine's wedding i have a feeling that one of the gentlemen in the background is actually the guy she was marrying i don't know he looked like very much like the husband character with Mm -hmm. like the little flower thing on his very spider-man it's very spider-man too of like mj and and john uh jameson J J. jonah jameson's son how they get married or they're getting married and like that's Mm. like a central part and that's one of the greatest parts of spider-man 2 i think so like i'm excited right right right. sam raimi kind of deal with love triangles in that way because it looks like she's she's with another man um will will benedict cumberbatch be able to steal her back we will find out stay tuned uh we see a shot of wanda telling strange that quote biz had his theories about the multiverse and he believed it was dangerous so we get a little viz drop um in there we love wanda and vision forever and always uh we see a shot of mordo apologizing to steven he says i'm sorry steven um yeah and we know that's a i'm sorry and i'm gonna have to kill you type thing like because we know yeah. he's gone fully bad um yeah. because of the post credit scene of dr strange so like we know we're gonna get some good mordo fights the question is gonna be whether or not he is the main antagonist or if he's gonna be someone they deal with early on and the rest of the movie is someone else or you know a lot of people are theorizing 
you know, Wanda is going to be the villain and then there's an evil Doctor Strange coming in. Like there's all these theories. So, you know, it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see how big a part Mordo plays. So we see Steven taken to some sort of prison. He's handcuffed. He's walked, he's walked into a very large room and we hear someone say a voice we all know and love say we should tell him the truth. And we know that voice to be Patrick Stewart. And we yes. know that Patrick he, Stewart plays Dr. Charles Xavier. And he has denied it, but I, that is a voice you cannot replicate. You, you can't, can't mishear that. That is a hundred percent. It's like, it's like Samuel L. Jackson, Patrick Stewart. It's like, you cannot, you, you can't. <laughs> yeah. You literally cannot. Um, and they even zoom it. out. Is. Yeah, is. <laughs> it's confirmed. He, they even zoom out a little bit, and you see a shot of like the bald head, like yeah. in, now, in the corner of the screen. Whether or not this is Professor X, like as the Professor X we know, or if it's like a Ralph sure. Bowner situation, that could be up upper grabs. Who knows? Maybe this is just some other guy <laughs> that is just played by Patrick Stewart. Maybe Picard from Star Trek is just in the Marvel universe, <laughs> but that could be a case too. Honestly, that's what's exciting to me is that they didn't show too much to where I don't even know what character he's playing or what his motive is, which I kind of like. Mm-hmm. Like you just hear his voice so i think that was a good enough tease whereas like doc ock it was like we saw him green goblin we saw him whereas like here it's like okay we at least are are a little bit oblivious to what exactly his role is in this and i hope they don't spoil more because that already just like maybe go crazy and i was like this would have been the craziest moment in the theater which means they've either got more stuff that's going to be even crazier or they just showed their hand and it's going to be predictable and i'm gonna fucking hate it which i don't think is gonna happen but like you know I hope not, Dill. But honestly, it was so quick that I watched this trailer a few times. I mean, like during the Super Bowl, you only got to watch it once because it, mm-hmm. you know, it showed once and then it was just and like I think on it was to the next the national thing. anthem. Like I didn't turn it on until the national anthem, and I think it, mm. it happened beforehand because I was watching the whole time. People were like, Did you see the trailer? I was like, What? And they're like, Did you see the trailer? I was like, No. And they were like, No, yeah. Already. I'm like, Yeah. Really? <laughs> so I had to watch it at halftime uh, after the uh, amazing halftime performance. So, yeah. Yeah. I, all I know is that I was at work. I just so happened to be in the bar where all the TVs are. I looked up and I saw shots of Wanda and Steven and I was like, oh my God, they're, they're playing a full length trailer right now. So I, and I didn't even hear it with the volume. So I didn't even hear the quote at first. Right. I didn't even hear the voice. So nice. it happens. So it's like a blink, blink and you'll miss it moment. So mm-hmm. hopefully people who, who are maybe still surprised by it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and people in movie theaters back in like the 70s and 80s, it would have been amazing because you would have seen it for the first time on the big screen. It would have been like a one-time thing. But now because of social media and the internet, it, it can't be like a blink and you'll miss it because right. people who didn't blink and who didn't miss it made sure that all the people who did miss it knew. <laughs> you know, they're yeah. like on Twitter. Like Twitter just blew up about it. So And I get it. I mean, that's a society we're in. Um, but Yeah. yeah. So then we see shots of someone who looks a lot like Captain Marvel, or at least has the same powers as Captain Marvel fighting Wanda. It looks very like, it looks very photon-y, you know, it it has the same colors that Captain Marvel possesses whenever she's using the full length of her powers. And then we hear an iconic quote that everyone has been loving uh, across the board. We hear Wanda say, you break the rules, you become a hero. I do it. I become the enemy. That doesn't seem fair. And we're all like, yep, there it is. Thank you. We're Mm -hmm. acknowledging it. We've taken the elephant in the room and we are all finally talking about it. And I feel like this is what we've, what we've been waiting for. So I'm just more excited. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's very exciting. And and I like how we vaguely know what this is about. I I think Spider-Man No Way Home 
kind of showed a little bit too much about what the deal was, but they did keep it well enough hidden that like it was about trying to get the villains back safe and get rid of their bad juju or whatever they were getting rid of, like, mm-hmm. you know, heal them and fix them and then send them back. Like, I didn't know that angle, but we did know yeah. that all the villains were going to show up through the multiverse. Like mm-hmm. here, at least I, I still don't even really know what the premise is, um, which is really nice. Really nice. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, and then on top of everything, Dill, we see shots of Wanda in Westview. We are back in the Westview home or what looks a lot like the Westview home mm. in New Jersey. And we see shots of her maybe like with another uh, version of her, maybe from the multiverse or maybe it's yeah. her, you know, astrophysical form or, or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do see two Wandas encountering each other in Westview. So there's going to be yeah. a... I feel like a lot of Wanda in this movie. I was and say, we got three I'm Spider-Men, lo- so maybe we'll get three Wandas. Oh, maybe Tobey Maguire will be showing up as a Wanda two. As a Wanda variant. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, I, we all know. We all know because Sam Raimi's directing it that Bruce Campbell's gonna show up because he was in all the Evil Dead movies. He made cameos in all the Spider-Man movies. He was the announcer in the wrestling rink. He was like the the usher at the theater. Like we're gonna see Bruce Campbell show up, and I just can't wait to see what he does with Bruce mm. Campbell in this. And if he doesn't show up, I'm gonna be very disappointed. But Sam Raimi, it's kind of expected. Bruce Campbell's gonna show up at a cameo, so I'm excited for that. And these shots I wrote down were not included in like the main trailer, but there mm-hmm. was like a kind of teaser moment that's like, oh, get ready for the trailer, it's coming. And they did show us shots of not only a zombie Wanda the Baba Yaga, but also a zombie Stephen Strange. And I'm just like, I love how they're even tying what if into this. Like, yeah. this is Because we this saw the crazy. evil sorcerer like, Supreme in the connected. original yeah. teaser in Spider-Man Away Home post-credit. And then we're seeing the zombie one here. It's like, they are really going for it. Um, and honestly, good. I hope this is the end of the multiverse stuff. I hope like this is the last one. Mm. This and Loki okay. season two. And then I hope we're done with the multiverse. So then we can just proceed because I feel like so much has been multiverse. Loki, WandaVision, no way home now this and again loki loki season two so like i hope this is it and like we're gonna get like a really cool end of the multiverse and then they're gonna like wrap it up with a nice little bow and that'll be it but i don't don't think that'll happen just because loki season two is still out there but who knows so dill my for you page has just been flooded with theories and predictions and people are are going off the rails about what they think is going to happen i would like to share I one say, prediction lucky, I have. I'm lucky that I've avoided that. Like my for you page is just we don't talk about Bruno and Julia Fox <laughs> saying I'm cut jams. So I'm I'm happy. Oh it's my just, god, it's just that. Um, which by the way, sure. uh, watch on cut jams. It's a phenomenal movie, but it is now a meme. Um, on cut jams. So like I'm really excited that like that's what's flooding my for you page, and not these series because I don't want to know a thing. But I would like to hear your theory because you know it's we're allowed to talk the two of us, but I don't want to hear anyone else's theories. I mean, people are going nuts for this movie just like they went nuts for far from uh not far from home no way home but they are like screenshotting frames from the trailer and zooming in and and like make taking things out of context like lining up shots together they're like look it's the same he's in the same costume it's the same shot like it's crazy what people are doing i just have one theory okay okay so i think that one of our main characters in this film regardless who it is steven wanda wong maybe i'm not sure but i think someone in this movie is going to be a variant or a multiverse version of themselves who we are going to believe is our 
version from our timeline and we're Mm. not gonna know until like a big dramatic twist like at the end i'll even take it as far to say that maybe this evil dr strange this anti-dr strange is actually the true dr strange the whole time and the one like making mistakes and messing up the whole movie is actually the anti Doctor Maybe. Strange. I mean, I mean, people were saying that was the one thing about No Way Home. They thought Doctor Strange was sketchy, and for it to end the way it did, it's a little weird. Mm. But um, it's only tough because in that movie, when he has that line with Peter, he's like the "We love you" type thing, and he gets like choked up. I really like that moment because it's mm. like Doctor Strange actually showing vulnerability and like human connection. So like, I almost sure. kind of wish that it was the same one. So maybe something happens from now till then for it to change, or. Um, I mean, Wanda could totally be a variant, I, I, but I, I think that'd be too easy. Like, I, I think it's going to be someone right. predictable if it's going to go yeah. that route. Like, maybe a Wong, maybe Mordo didn't have a turn. Maybe the Mordo we saw in the post credit scene of the last movie was the variant, and the regular Mordo is hanging out there. I mean, he's got different hair now, so. Like, I think it's going to be, like, a Mad-Eye Moody, Barty Crouch situation yeah, from totally. Goblet of Fire. Do you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? That's a yeah, very yeah, yeah. niche reference for those of you who niche. are Harry Potter fans. Come on. It's not niche. I mean, that's not what I mean. I mean, like, I don't know. I don't know. What's the Venn diagram between Marvel fans and Harry Potter fans? Like, is it just a circle? Is there a lot of overlap? Is there a little? I'm not sure. But if yeah, you're I mean, a Harry Potter person and you get my reference, then you know what I mean. I say, have there been many crossovers? I'm trying to think. Emma Watson, no. Dana Radcliffe, no. Ralph Ray Fiennes, no. Gary Hagrid, Oldman? No. no. Yeah. I, I mean, the, Robert Pattinson's going to be the Batman, but that's not Marvel. That's not Marvel. No. Which I'm very excited for. I don't know. I don't think there's any wow. crossover. Robert Pattinson has dipped his toe now in a lot of franchises. Yes, and he's very Harry good Potter, in all of them. And people, Twilight. I mean, Twilight. Yeah, Twilight's Twilight. But well, Twilight think, was what it was. But know. you know, I think he's on a redemption tour. I think him, Kristen Stewart, like that. The whole Twilight slash Fifty Shades of Grey clan is on like a big comeback. You know, Kristen Stewart got an Oscar nomination. Robert yep. Pattinson's a Batman. Uh, you know, Jamie Dornan was in Belfast, which might win Best Picture. Dakota Johnson was in like three Sundance movies. They're making a comeback, people. You yeah. thought you counted them out. Yeah. If anyone knows, okay, here's the challenge for anyone listening, still listening, 18 minutes in and, and still waiting to get to Tom Holland. We will get to Tom Holland in just a sec, but let us know if there's anyone off the top of your brains from Harry Potter that is also in these movies, because we are blanking. Are there any MCU Harry Potter crossovers? Let us know down below. I'm sure there is, um, but I can't think of any right now. And that's kind of crazy, honestly. I, I figured there'd be at least one. Um, maybe this is a sign to get Daniel Radcliffe in the MCU or something, you know? I, I'd support that. I'd, I'd oh, yeah. go to see that movie. Needs to be a villain, sure. though. Needs to be a villain. I want to see a villain. Oh, I want to see a Professor X, honestly, of this new franchise. But yeah, speak to the, the, or, Taking over for James Mack. Or you know what? Wolverine. He's supposed to be short. He's supposed to be short in the comics. <laughs> is he? I don't even I don't know if Daniel Radcliffe is short, but he's boyish. Like, I could see him, like, but I could see him putting on muscle because he's, he's also kind of hairy. I think Potter. Daniel, I think I've heard Daniel Radcliffe say that he's 5'5". Five, five. So yeah, that's kind of that's perfect. that's kind of short for a guy. Yeah, well, cast him as Wolverine. I, I honestly think it'd be a good choice because, you know, everyone has a Hugh Jackman image in their mind, but in the comics he's shorter. He's like grizzly. Yeah, I, I think mm. it work. Um, yeah, there we go. Fan casting. Anything else though on Doctor Strange trailer? Um, before no. we move on. All right, that's, cool. That's all she wrote. So let's get into these three movies for Tom Holland. As we said, we're doing The Impossible from 2012, Cherry from 2021. And Uncharted from 2022, aka four days ago, it came out. So yeah. um, let's start at the very beginning. Let's start with not not Billy Elliot because we didn't see that show in the West End. We did not see him perform on stage, but you know he, he's a very sweet little kid in that. But let's talk about the impossible. What are you gonna say? Yeah. Constantly? 
Well, I was just going to say, I did, you know, I like to go into, like, how the actors uh, got their come up, like, how they yeah. got discovered, if you will. And that, that was it, Dill. You took the words right out of my Sorry. mouth. He was taking dance classes and gymnastics lessons, and one of his dance teachers said, hey, kid, I think you got it, and, you know, got him in the room, at least, for the audition for uh, Billy Elliot in the West End. And yeah, you almost he did said Billy Eilish. Yeah, I no no no. I almost said Billy Idol. Uh, to be oh, okay. honest, to be completely honest with you, uh, <laughs> I'd love to no. see a Spider-Man movie with Billy Eilish, Billy Idol, and Tom. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So yeah, he did that um, yeah. from 2018 to 2010, and then two years later, he's in his first breakout role in nice. in The Impossible. So yeah. this kid, and- his career took. Off and when I instantly. say breakout, I mean like this is an Oscar nominated film, and he was not nominated for an Oscar for it, but he was uh up for like young actor awards because you know a lot of mm-hmm. other award shows, uh, including my own, which you can vote for now, I'll put in the description below, honor uh, an award for a young performer. And I think yeah. he was he was all he was talked about so much then, like as mm-hmm. a, a real rising star. I just the I don't even know how old he was. Do you know how old he was when he did The Impossible? Well, I did the math, and okay. this movie came out 10 years ago, so he's 25, so he's he was 15, 15 yeah. maybe 14 maybe younger when, when they, they filmed. filmed. Yeah. yeah, and and it's a I think I mean, I don't want to jump ahead, but I think it's a beautiful performance. I think honestly, mm-hmm. of all these films. Honestly, any film he's ever done, and I know this is kind of shitty to say, but I, I think it's valid to say that this is my favorite performance of his. I think it's because he's so young, he doesn't have that training, and he's still able to give what is a award-worthy performance. And I think that's some a sure. testament to where, like nowadays, if he doesn't give a if he gives a good performance, it's not a surprise. It's not like okay, oh, he's good in this. Wow, that's a shock to me. Like no, he's good in everything, and we're going to talk about these movies because some of them, one of them, I don't like at all, but I think he's very good in it. Like I think he's a very yeah. good actor, but like this mm-hmm. is so much more impressive because he's so young and he's working alongside great actors. Naomi Watts, Ewan McGregor, like he's working with some of the greats. Um, yeah, and, and in a movie that requires a lot. Um, of yes, acting. it's all it's all yeah. dependent on the performances and the effects. Like this is a very uh, heavy film. So uh, get, yeah, totally. take it away because I know you sometimes you know give a synopsis or. Yeah, so The Impossible came out in 2012. It was directed by J.A. Bayona. I think I'm saying that right. Yep, Um, who directed Jurassic World. Oh, fun. Good for him. Uh, So here's my little synopsis. While on vacation in Thailand. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Sorry, the second one. Sorry. (laughs) Okay, thank you for clearing that up. I honestly wasn't going to be able to sleep at night. Because uh, I didn't know the first two episodes of Lord of the Rings, the new series too. So, so he's he's oh, like a, he's, he's he's in the stratosphere right now. He's he's good he's for in, him. In the presence, yeah. While on vacation in Thailand, a deadly tsunami separates the Bennett family, leaving them all fighting for survival and each other. And this is based mm-hmm. off a true story that happened to a real mm-hmm. family that yeah. really all found each other miraculously yeah. after and a tsunami. I, I believe the family that was it actually happened to was an Indonesian family, which I just want to get out the elephant in the room right now that some people criticize this movie because it was whitewashing an Indonesian mm. family story. And I get the criticism, but at the same time, I think a large part of this movie is to show how the Thai community came to the aid of this family and like helped mm. them and like how they were really like, you know, um, they they were the reason why so many people did survive because of their hospitals their care their their heart and their community and i think this is a really good film about that so i get the criticisms of like oh you're whitewashing this indonesian family uh, story and that's fair mm-hmm. you're totally fine to have that argument but i know people who have survived this attack or the i don't want to say attack uh, this natural disaster have mm-hmm. said like 
this is a very good depiction of like the struggle that you go through just trying to reconnect with your family, but also the health concerns and just the, the, the people in the communities around. So I, I think it is worthy of that criticism, but also like, I think it does a good job still being inclusive with the people, different bodies of people and stuff that it's. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. And honestly, Dill, it makes me feel better that like this movie came out 10 years ago and you know that mm-hmm. if it came out today, like something like that would absolutely not happen. So I think that just goes yeah. to show you how like our mm-hmm. how big our strives have been in the industry yeah. with inclusivity and diversity and all those things and how far mm-hmm. we still need to go. So, yeah. And, and, and I think now in 2012, if you're going to sell a movie like this, because it's not like a supernatural disaster film, it's not like a geostorm or what we just saw moonfall that came out a few weeks ago where like a planet is crashing into another planet. It's not, don't look up, you know, it's, it's a very natural story that I think if you want to sell it, you kind of have to, at the time, especially at the time you had to kind of make it more for the American audience or, you know, you have to get these big name actors that people know. Oh, Ewan McGregor's in this. Great. I'm going to go see it. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah. I, I get that idea of casting those actors. And I think, they do a good service to the work too, you know, not just Tom Holland, but all, all the actors across the board. Yeah. So like you said before, Dale, like Tom Holland and Naomi Watts, especially were just <sighs> praised and showered with nominations. Yeah. She earned a nomination for best actress at the Oscars, the golden globes and the SAG awards. So good for not Na- uh, Naomi Watts. Um, but I'm honestly, tall. I'm trying to think of what beat her. Probably Jennifer Lawrence, Silver Linings Playbook. I, I think she won everything. Oh, probably. Maybe was yeah, yeah. was she for supporting or best actress? Uh, they were Lawrence. both for best actress. I know that because okay. Jennifer Lawrence won the Oscar that year. So I'm sure that was the year where Jennifer Lawrence just won everything. She was the hot new thing, and I get it. Her performance is great, but I was like, ah, oh, I wish Naomi Watts could have gotten a little more credit for this because she. Sure. Yeah. I mean, th- this whole film, I, like I said, is centered around the performances. I mean, the the effects mm-hmm. are amazing, and like that is another draw. But like you have to care about these characters. You have to care about these relationships. You have to like see both sides too. It can't just be about the mother and her child, Tom Holland. It has to be about Ewan McGregor's side too. Like you have to care about yeah. each party so much. And that's what really invests you in this for sure. I honestly think this movie deal was such a great masterclass for Tom Holland because he was working alongside Naomi Watts, the entire film mm-hmm. who's giving, who's literally giving her all into this entire performance. There's not a moment that you don't yeah. believe that she's a mother in distress, in pain, mm-hmm. you know, trying to like keep it together for her yeah. son, trying it's to keep to out hope for her other yeah. sons. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like it's, so it's, it's, it's hard to watch. And you know, with everything, with the stunts, with everything in the, they had to do in the water, all like the running around he had to do. Like, I think, I genuinely think that this was really setting up his like action movie career because he probably (laughs) just learned so much from, you know, being around the best of the best and having to do so much at such a young age. He was just a sponge taking up everything Mm -hmm. in his surroundings. And I, he, he really just won the lottery, honestly, with his career, with this being like his first big thing. And, you know, Mm -hmm. just coming off a a Broadway show, like it, it's really, really incredible. And Naomi does do a beautiful job, but he's honestly like the standout in this movie, not Mm -hmm. only because he does a fantastic job as an actor, but because his character, this young boy who, I don't know how old his, his character is supposed to be in the movie. Maybe, maybe around 12, 13, um, how old he was at the time, but, 
he's really playing the role as like the parent sometimes as the adult. Mm -hmm. Like he's, he, there's some moments in the film that she's in so much pain and she's almost like so useless and, and helpless at times that he has to take on like the, the mature role and, and really like, you know, get her together. He gets her up into that tree. Like he, he tells her that her leg is there. Her, her, Oh, there's a hole in her leg. There's a hole in the back yeah. of her leg. You you yeah. see bone. He made eye say, it's, contact it's hard, with it's bone. Hard to watch this. And, and honestly, I'll admit, I did not watch this all the way through for this rewatch because I knew I've seen the movie enough that I yeah. know the beats. And I, I went back yeah. on YouTube and just watched like some clips because I can't watch some of this because it is so hard to watch. It's like one of those yeah. things where it's like you know it's fake, but the effects are so good, the cinematography is so good that like you would not be able to tell this was a movie set. And I don't know if they filmed it yeah. on location or on a set or whatever, but either way, you know, these actors are not in pain, but you 100% thoroughly believe they are to the point Hell where it's yeah. like, maybe they are method acting, which you know they're not, but it's like, how can they just be having these responses? I mean, it's acting. I mean, and that's the goal, but it's like, it's it's very hard to do this type of acting. Yeah. You know, it, it's so, so tough, you know. And it's like one of those movies where you're just on the edge of your seat the entire mm-hmm. time. Because, you yeah. know, what if you go, especially if you go into the movie knowing exactly what it's about, I mean, they tell you right off at, at right off the gate, like they tell you, like, oh, in 20, 2006, maybe the tsunami was like the the uh, you know, the biggest or worst, deadliest tsunami struck like the thailand and and so the entire opening of the movie you see this happy family going on vacation they have Mm -hmm. christmas morning and you're just waiting like oh my god when's the tsunami gonna hit when's the tsunami and then it does oh my god i'm so excited i hit my (laughs) microphone and then it does hit and then you're just in these shots of like the waves and all the debris in the water and there's people in the water and i'm literally thinking like oh my god like protect your head like protect your face like like try to grab onto something like oh my gosh still being in a tsunami this movie has made me realize that being in a tsunami is i think my biggest fear now right (laughs) because it's like it's not just drowning it's not just this is that it's like you could suffer so many injuries like yes and just the exhaustion also being in thailand it's hot there it is very Mm -hmm. hot there it's easy to get dehydrated and you probably can't drink any of the water around you because it's all contaminated yeah like that's a big deal like Like, i'm i'm watching the movie and i'm worrying about like there's cars in the water like you're gonna hit something in the water there's probably down power Mm -hmm. lines like you're gonna get electrocuted like Mm -hmm. i I was just stressed out the entire time and then when she finally finds her son it's like she's so disheveled and broken but at the same time needing to be strong for her son and be and be a mother and be the adult and i'm just like you know she really did get lucky with tom being her son because he he really like he he held his own with her in every single scene and the other two boys are so much younger like if she was with them they probably wouldn't have made it and she probably wouldn't have made it you know and it's sad to think that but it's like yeah, and then those two boys are so cute. The ending when they're yeah. calling out to one another, they run to him. I'm like, yeah, oh, uh, like it, I cry so much watching this movie because it's real. Yeah. It's and, and I think there's that idea of like a lot of disaster movies where like a tort, um, a meteor is coming, and we see the perspective of like maybe this rich family versus poor family. But I think here it's like it's an even playing field. Once the water hits. The rich, mm-hmm. the poor, everyone is clinging yeah. on to your life. It doesn't become about class anymore. It doesn't become about yeah. that because everyone now is is on the same level playing field. And I think that type of disaster film works a lot more because it's mm-hmm. not like you can get mad at certain people for having certain advantages over one another. You know, like it really kind of everyone is 
all for themselves. And it's, and it's heartbreaking because it's like, you know, no one has the resources to overcome something like that. It's, you know, they're at this beautiful resort on a vacation. No one ever expects that to happen. But then that strikes and it's like now everyone has to like join together as a team. It doesn't matter if you were a waiter at this resort or you were the lifeguard or you were a visitor or you're a native person from a small Thai village. You were all mm-hmm. in this together. And I, I think mm-hmm. there's a beautiful sense of community in that, that I think, like, like I said earlier, it kind of helps make up for the fact that this is kind of whitewashing a Indonesian family's story because you have still so many prevalent themes about community and, and just coming together and unity and all that stuff too. So. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And honestly, Dale, some of my favorite moments, like one, like one of my favorite moments from the film is when they find, when the, um, the natives there, you know, mm-hmm. help them out of the tree and, and bring them to like their first kind of checkpoint before they go to the hospital. And they're simply just dressing her. They're giving her water. They're, mm-hmm. they're putting her on a door because they're taking her to, you know, a, a hospital. Yeah. And, and I was just like, oh, this is just such a, a beautiful moment. And she's like, and and her Lucas is just like I'm not gonna go anywhere. Like I'm I'm coming with you. Like yeah. I'm not going anywhere, Mom. Like mm-hmm. and and then my other favorite moment in the film is when they get to the hospital and he's just gathering lists of names of all the people mm-hmm. looking for their family member and he's running around the hospital just shouting out names. And I love how the mom was like, "You you can help. Like this place is so busy. Like go run. Like go do something." And he has like the brave. Mm-hmm. He ha- he's just so brave and and independent that he's able yeah. to like go and do that. Yeah, and I it's think. Kinda, well, I was, I was just gonna, gonna say. say it's, it's, oh, you <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Go no, ahead. no, no, yeah. I was just gonna say on that point, like, there's this idea of like sometimes when you're at that age specifically, where it's like you're not old enough to like to drive or to be totally independent, but you're also not young enough where you don't want to be coddled. And there's this respect that like once your parent finally gives you that like okay like. Yeah. Like you're almost old enough now. Like, like go do that. Like, I think there's almost a beauty in that too, of like just being a kid and hearing the words like, Oh, go help, go do something like you, you can do it and not yeah. having to be babied and coddled. Like, Oh, stay by my side. Don't, don't let me, don't get out of my sight. Like it, it really speaks to the beauty of that parent child dynamic that I think you don't see a lot in movies. I think you're either yeah. like kids are either too young where they need to be coddled or they're old enough where it's like this rebellious kid thing. But here it's just kind of sure. like this really, really nice, you know, uh, parallel relationship between the two of them like they really work so well together as a team and this whole family like Ewan McGregor and his kids too like I, I well, yeah they're all his kids but you know like the kids he's stuck with <laughs> yeah um which I think is beautiful too like I, I think this really shows a good respect like I said once this disaster strikes everyone's on an equal you know like there's no power dynamics you know everyone is there together fighting the same thing and I like that idea of like you know being able to connect with a parent on like a we've got to be in this together like this rather than I'm the parent you're the child still like that's kind of thrown out the window when all is yeah which is great and honestly like maybe even for like Tom Holland like he I know that he's like the oldest of I think three brothers like I think maybe that definitely like helped him out to to take on this like very brotherly role for for this film so it it was really great Dill. I'm really glad that you know, you introduced me to this movie. We, I watched this because you told me to uh, uh, a long time a ago long time before ago. this, yeah. but because I'm, I'm like glad people, you, you, to- you did. Yeah, a lot of people don't know Tom Holland outside of Spider-Man. And I think that's mm-hmm. why we do these movie clubs is because it's like, I think it's important to look at everyone else's work because in the Marvel universe, as, as much as it's amazing, there is also a type of performance that, you know, occasionally, like 
sometimes actors fall into grooves and we see them in so many movies that it's like that becomes their one style. And we'll talk about it a little bit later with some of the other movies, like how sometimes that style kind of carries over here. It's like, he's starting from scratch. He has no other stuff to work on except just like committing to the script and the performances that he's around. And it's refreshing to see that. Cause I feel like once you join such a big franchise, sometimes you can't separate yourself from that character. And I think sure. you've seen that with a few, with a few roles, like just typecasting and like, you know, Tom nowadays is kind of getting cast in the same kind of roles. Whereas here, it's like nice to just see him different. And, and I think yeah. that's why some people don't like what we were talking about, Brie Larson's performance, because she is giving a much more subtle, almost like indie-like performance in a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie that people are like, it needs to be bigger. Like, she's way too, like, inter internalized. And it's like, no, it's a sure. choice. But I think in, in this style of humor that the MCU is, there's a certain way that, you know, people expect their performances to be, which is why I like having these other movies to kind of look at their work and compare, because I think that he does carry a lot of this charm and charisma over to Spider-Man, but it's a totally different breed of movie for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so I, I yeah. rated this movie. I don't know if you did too, Dale. I did too. Yeah, I rated them all. I did. Okay, I feel like you're going to be a little disappointed in my score, but I'll explain. Okay. I gave it an 8.5 out of 10. Oh, I gave it a nine. Why would I be disappointed? Well, I just didn't give it that nine or, or that That's ten, fine. even yeah, just no. because like it's the rewatchability for me. Yeah, it's or, like most yeah. most movies, like I really want to be able to just be like, oh my god, remember that movie? Yeah, let's throw it on right now. But I yeah, feel this like is this is the movie where it's like this is a hard pill to swallow. Like yeah. you really have to mentally prepare for all the ups and downs mm -hmm. in this movie. Yeah, so, no, I, I totally get that. Yeah, it's a hard, hard pill to swallow, a hard cherry lozenge, if you will. Let's move on <laughs> to cherry. Why not? Why don't we? Um, this is a movie uh, and we're, we're jumping way further in his filmography. We're going from like yes. little Tom Holland to like the perhaps the oldest we've seen him on screen, uh, even yeah. though he's younger, obviously, than Uncharted, whatever. But um, no, yeah. yeah, what were you going to say? I am just so curious as to what you thought of this film. I've been begging you to watch this movie since it came out. You've been putting it off, putting it off. I, I finally forced you with this movie club. Please, oh. I'll I'll give you my my synopsis and everything, and then I want to hear all your thoughts because I'm I'm yeah. letting you know, Dill, right now. I've seen this movie at least like five or six times. I watched this film. Okay, yeah, you have a lot of time on your hands because it's long <laughs> as fuck. Um, keep going, <laughs> carry on. I don't know if that gives away anything, but yeah, keep going. Go okay, no, it is long. Um, in this biopic based off of the novel of the same name, we follow Cherry, a young man struggling with PTSD and addiction after coming home from war. Yep. And directed, of course, by the Russo brothers. Um, Came out, yes. <laughs> this movie. Oh, I don't like this movie at all. <laughs> wow. Think, okay. Tell me, one tell me. The, it's one of those movies that like. I'm not going to say it's the worst of any year because I think it's one of those movies where I was glued to the screen, but I think for all the wrong reasons. Okay. And I think it's one of those things where like, I, I was watching every choice and I, I don't think Tom is a problem. I think Tom gives, honestly, I think this is one of his better performances because he's very against type. We are sure. not seeing Peter Parker here. We're seeing him yeah. jerk off in a bathroom. We're seeing him as an old man at the end, which is a little silly because he does not look that old at the end. It's a weird choice at the end, but Sure. Man, this movie, just some of the cinematography choices and just the aesthetic choices, it almost seems like they're trying way too hard. They're like, okay. let's do this and that. It's like this weird aesthetic and it just doesn't, for me, it didn't work because it's like a story like this is kind of generic. A guy goes to war, he gets PTSD. 
I think you could have started there and ended with the PTSD and the drug addiction. The problem is they tack on this whole 40 minutes of his love story to a girl who looks like she's 11. She looks like she's 10 or 11. I swear, I was like, Tom, everyone thinks Tom Holland looks like a baby. Tom Holland yeah. looks like a pedophile next to this girl. She is so young. And then Fear, the very Bravo. End, yeah, and then this whole ending, it's like 20 minutes of just like him older to set to music. And like, it's weird. It's like, I think if they had started with just him, like, like do five or 10 minute montage kind of like up where like it's him falling in love with this girl and then he goes to war started there because i think the war stuff is honestly the most impactful stuff in terms of like the messaging like it's a very anti-war film and they don't hide it um but yeah just some weird choices i think the narration is like fine but then it gets weird when he like breaks the fourth wall and just starts talking to the camera and then like okay i mean the cinematography choices i'm sorry but we have to talk about the anus butthole colonoscopy shot yeah yeah, when yeah, yeah. that happened, I swear, I don't know what my expression was. I wish I was filming it because I I could not tell you what that feeling was like just watching the camera and it was like, oh, interesting. And then him being like the next shot being him bent over a table with the guy's flashlight up his butt. I'm like, what is like, it's just so weird. Like, why? Why? Like, it was, it was okay. a lot of shots. And I'm like, why is this? Why is this a shot? Like, I think just in that opening se sequence with the romance, there's some weird like aesthetic choices, like just the very heavy, like sepia tones and like the, the really weird, like close-ups. I, I think, I think in a different director's hands, it might've been better. I think, okay. I, I, and I like the Russo brothers, but I think this is them almost trying too much to make like this prestige art film that it's just like, just make a movie. Like, why are you trying so freaking hard to make something sure. so like, profound when it's really not it's almost kind of distracting and I, I almost kind of laughed a little bit at some of it because i was like what am i watching like and i get it like the messaging is good but it's also very blatant messaging i mean it's not very subtle um okay and I, I just I, I don't know i i don't want to seem like i'm hating on this movie but like and it's just so long it's like it, it mm -hmm. feels long to me but I, I i mean again i was i was entertained because i was like just trying to fathom what I was seeing because it is a very unique film. There's not a lot like it aesthetically mm -hmm. in terms of just like the big choices they're taking. I just think they're really weird choices, but um, I, I don't want to shit on it too much because I know you love this film because you've watched it five <laughs> times um, and I'm not going to give it one or two like I like because I do think his performance is good in it, but like wow like this is one of those movies that I, like, I do recommend because i'm like you need to just see this because i i just i'm very curious to see how other people fall on this because i think there sure. are people who, are, who definitely will hate it and will love it and i just think i don't know i i don't know what to make of this movie um what, what do you I think got, i got you deal you know i agree with some of the things you say some of it is like honestly i, mean, I like this... come on i you... kind of like some of the different choices i liked that they were trying to you know think out of the box or some things because honestly if you break this movie down it's two and a half hours okay for those of you who are wondering how long yeah. it is and it's really three movies in one right it's, it's a romance a, in the yeah. beginning it's an army movie in the middle and then it's like a heist movie it's like a drug heist movie Movie at the end because it yeah. basically like his whole life is like him trying to get this girl he joins the army because because of this girl and then when he gets out of this and then when he gets out of the army he's addicted he has so much ptsd that he gets addicted to yeah. opioids he gets addicted to heroin yeah. so mm -hmm. then he like to keep up with his heroin addiction and like bills and just life and 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 everything he starts robbing banks so it's it's like you know it really takes you in a whirlwind of of emotions mm -hmm. and i really think that that they were trying to figure out how to tie 
all three of those different genres into one movie. And I think the cinematography choices and the style choices is how they kind of did that. They were like, Mm. well, how can we make all of these different genres kind of bleed into one another and let's just make it all kind of campy in a way. And I think that's why we have, you know, a colonoscopy shot where you're staring down the barrel of Tom Holland's so weird because it's like camp, it's campy but it's also like all his line deliveries are so serious like this and i went to war and then they shoved a flashlight up my butt and then i <laughs> got addicted to drugs and i shot up a bank and it's like it's also serious i'm like I, I, I compare this to forrest gump because it's like forrest gump is a similar thing it's an almost three hour movie about a guy falling in love going to war coming home and dealing with other shit that happens because of that and I sure. think the difference with Forrest Gump is that it's got like this breezy pace to it. I don't know if it's because of the music and the editing. And I think there's just, uh, it just kind of goes and, and the, it's, it's endearing. Like, I think a story like this, I know it's supposed to make a message, but when you have a movie that's two and a half hours, if you make it all so heavy, mm. it, it just it feels draining. Whereas I feel like Forrest Gump, it's like almost so light that when it does get heavy, those moments are so impactful because it's like, it's always been up here and then boom, it, it just gets you with these emotional lows. And and that movie flies by. I could watch that movie eight times a week, you know, like, and I, I think yeah. that's the difference sure. between that and this. It's like, this just like, it, it almost feels grating just how, how much they're like, it, it almost feels just so intense. It, it feels like too much. It's like, you didn't need to go to, you didn't, you, I think they did too much with it. Honestly. Okay. Sure. Yeah. yeah maybe. I'm, I don't want to be an asshole about it, but it's, no, no, you know, I'm, I'm, I, Dale, I wanted this because I knew you were going to have some interesting thoughts and I'm not necessarily yeah. disagreeing with you, but I do think that I, that there are some really good moments of comedy. And I think that some of the things that you might've been laughing at in the film were very purposeful, you know, like where yeah. you're, you're supposed to be laughing at those things. Yeah. Um, but, but, but yeah, it's a question of, is it unintentional or not? And I don't know. I mean, you, you think it might be intentional. I don't know if it's intentional. It might have just been been them being like, ooh, let's get the cinematography Oscar. Let's go from Zanus out. Like, it's, I don't, I don't okay. know if it's intentional or not. But that's the thing. It's like, we'll never really know. Um, and I think because yeah. I think a little uh, more people are more leaning toward my side because I did see it has a 37 on Rotten Tomatoes, meaning a, more than a third of people liked it. So, like, it's not a total pan. I know some people see 37 and they're like, oh, that's so bad. But if you get a 33, that means one of every three people liked your movie, which I think is a win. I, I, you know, Rotten Tomato scores, I don't live by them, but it's like it, more than half of the people who watch it didn't like it. So I, I'm, I'm just sure. curious as to like, if it's because of the same reasons I thought, or if it's, is it too long? Or some people might just not like seeing Tom in this role. I honestly think Tom is the best part of this movie. And we'll talk about him mm-hmm. now because we haven't really talked about his performance, but I think he's very strong in it. And I think yeah. it's so refreshing to see him act against type. Do I think he fits this role all the time, especially at the end when he's supposed to play like a 50 year old man, like losing his teeth? I'm like, no, he doesn't. And that's kind of hokey. But like, well, I think he I honestly go- plays the role pretty well. I Googled it. I'm not sure what age he went to prison. Like, I'm right. I'm thinking like, you know, it couldn't he couldn't have been. I'm going to say he couldn't have been older than like he went. OK, so he starts the movie at 23. He joins the army. Maybe he's in the army. His tour is like a year let's right. say he he gets out of the army when he's 24 he spends a year you know robbing banks and doing drugs maybe he goes into jail at 25 he was in jail for 11 years so that puts him at yeah. 36 
Is that math yeah, right? Yeah, and I'm going so to say right now, like, this this okay. is the shot I'm talking about. Like, he looks ridiculous. I know. I know what you're talking about, Dill. But I'm not, I'm, I'm saying, like, he's not supposed to look 50. Right. I'm saying he's right, a right. 30, he's supposed to be a 36-year-old yeah. because that's yeah. how old he was when he got out of jail. Yeah. I'm guessing, just, by the yeah. way. But, but I think but, the rest of the movie, he, I think he is the right age for it. I think, honestly, yeah. I, I'd, I'd rather see him do this stuff. Even if it's, a, I think it's a shitty movie. I think his performance, it's nice to see him kind of flex a different side of his acting chops rather than yeah. we're just going to do an action sequence and say things that are quippy. Yeah. Like it's like, <laughs> okay. we love, yeah. we love Peter Parker, but it's nice to not always see Peter Parker in a movie. And I think that's yeah. one of the merits of this film. And, and I don't think it's a terrible film entirely because I think he works in it. Um, despite I, the, the choices. I think one of the better aspects of this film, Dill, is honestly the casting. Like, I feel like a lot of these characters are, like, very, mm -hmm. like, grounded in reality. They feel like people you know. Like, yeah. his best friend, James. Like, this, like, the guy who plays uh, Pills and Coke. The guy who's dealing to him the whole movie. Like, he's yeah. he feels like a, a real scumbag that you've met in real life. Especially, mm -hmm. this is a very niche character. The guy in the bar who's going around to everyone being like, and they don't even have the guts to blow their fucking brains out or something like that. Okay. Well, there's this. I watched like, it a few days ago. I'm it's, sorry. it's, it's, it, no, it's fine. There's this very, to block like, a lot of it out. There's a quick, there's a montage moment where uh, Tom's character, Cherry is working as a bartender for this guy's party. And the owner of the, the restaurant says like, Hey, like this is my buddy, like watch him. And he just feels like, you know, like I feel like every large gathering like has that guy that like gets too drunk and ends up telling the same story to a bunch of different crowds of people. You can mm -hmm. hear him from like a, the other side of the room. You know, it, it, it's just like very fun moments like that yeah. that keep I feel like keep the movie light and, and yeah. keep the 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 uh, uh, yeah. movie going. But specifically about Tom, there's one thing that you can't you can't say that Tom Holland does not commit to the bit no. when he yeah, plays he, his he roles. Commits. Like yeah, you yeah. can tell that he puts in the time and the research and he does his homework and he really there's not one moment that he's not really like paying attention to and not giving it his all like he really gives everything a hundred percent like he fleshes yeah. out his characters from beginning to end mm -hmm. you know yeah and i think it's a testament that joe and anthony russo did direct this because they were able to say hey we don't want you to be spider-man again and i think they know how to direct him as spider-man and they wanted to say like hey we want you to be different here we, we don't want peter parker whereas i think a lot of other movies at least recently and we'll talk about one later I, I think there's a tendency for people to be like, well, we'll just do the Peter Parker thing. Like do, do the funny, you know, like kind of klutzy little teenager thing. And I, I think it sure. works sometimes, but it's like, he does Peter so well that to see him do something so different, it's so refreshing. And I'll keep yeah. saying it because I, I think he is the strong point of this movie and he makes this watchable because I think he is committed, like you say. And then he makes some of the lines that I think in a different actor's hands would be even more ridiculous. I think he makes them work slightly better um, just because he is very committed. And I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, man, I, I, I don't know. I, I, maybe I'll give it another go someday, but I, I'm glad <laughs> I watched it because I think it is worth talking about. I think it does bring up good discussions, especially the, the anti-war stuff and, and how blatant that is and just like how, you know, traumatizing war is and what war can lead to. Yeah. Um, and while there are people, of course, who are, you know, we respect everyone who does fight and we do know, like, the sacrifices that come with that, you know, there's also a reason not to. And we see that all in this film. So, you know, it's, yeah. it's kind of the... Yeah, it's like Forrest Gump, but a little heavier, 
a little weaker. Yeah, you know, I don't want to compare the two because they are very different. But like, <laughs> yeah, like, very different movies. I, I think it's like the the anti Forrest Gump, if you will. Like, sure, in terms of just like the 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 dark twin brother, you know. Yeah, he really through like that. go. He goes through it in this in this movie. Yeah. Like he has yeah. to convey like so act, many, yeah. yeah, so many different emotions. He has to go through so many different things. Like you can tell, like they, you know, part of it was definitely like the hair and, and makeup team. But like at especially in the third act when he's like going through all his addiction and all and all mm-hmm. that, like they really make him look like sickly mm-hmm. and and dare I say like ugly. Like Tom's a cute guy. He's an attractive. He's an attractive say, that's kid. Never, never anything I thought you would say. No, <laughs> I never thought you'd say Tom Holland was ugly. Everyone, write it down. Put it on. Okay, you're taking my words out of context now. Absolutely not. No, no, no. I would never say something like that. Even about an ugly actor, I would never call an ugly actor ugly. But okay. Oh my god. (laughs) Well, he doesn't. He has Zendaya. He knows he's not ugly. Should play the Grinch. (laughs) She said. She said you should play the Grinch. Yeah. Sorry. I just. (laughs) Only because. Okay. listen now oh man i'm just saying like am i like he do we i do i I know you do (laughs) i'm just saying like he he it he looks like he's really going through it you know Mm i i i haven't encountered a lot of people who are addicted to drugs in my life but if i had to take a guess at what they look like i'd say they look a lot like um Tom in that movie. And yeah. funny enough, him and Zendaya have now played drug addicts. If you That's watch right. Euphoria. Do you, do you watch Euphoria? Is it good? I do watch Euphoria. Say, if we ever oh, do you Zendaya haven't dabbled? Movie, I have not dabbled. I'm waiting until season two wraps so I can just boop boop watch it all through. I but, hope you're not seeing spoilers because it's kind of I mean, hard to dodge. I don't understand them, but like I've seen like okay. the, the, me- the memes, you know. But, sure, um, sure. You know, Ka- the Cassie versus whatever her name is thing. Like, I, I well, I'm not even um, gonna explain it because yeah. I'm but just gonna let you. Watch if we ever that. do, if we ever do Zendaya movie club, I mean, maybe we put a TV club. Maybe we put Zendaya, put Euphoria on there. Who knows? Um, that would be good to talk about for with Zendaya because if you want to talk about someone who's different from MJ. Rue, the character she plays in Euphoria, very different from MJ. Yeah. We'll, we'll just do a TV a TV club, not movie club. So we'll watch, we'll watch Euphoria. We'll watch that Disney Channel Shake It Up. We'll watch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That'd um, be hilarious. Kelsey, what did you give this movie? Do you want me to go first? I'll go first because I'm going to go. Okay. Gonna, I'm going to be lower. Than you. I give it a three out of 10. I just think. Wow. Yeah, because I, I think it's all about Tom. Like the rest of it didn't work for me, um, especially that relationship, which we haven't really talked about. But like, it was weird to me. No, she just yeah. looks so young. She looks she like a kid, and, and I don't want to say think... she's a bad actress. It's just it, yeah. it, she didn't fit that role. I don't, I don't. I agree with you. I don't think she fit the role either. Mm-hmm. And but, but I always like have to, you know, bite that back because I don't like Tom. Why <laughs> I don't like watching Tom like counter anyone? <laughs> oh, okay. because... <laughs> yeah, you're jealous of your ugly boyfriend, Tom Holland. Um, <laughs> oh my anyway, god! Not what uh, I said. I, I gave it a three, Kelsey. What do you give it? But I'm glad. You, anyway, I'm glad you said the same yeah. thing about Sierra Bravo because I was thinking that I was like, well, maybe that's just because I'm jealous. But <laughs> Bravo. Yeah, she was also like a a, a kids TV uh, oh. start. She started in Big Time Rush. If oh. you're familiar, okay. uh 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 oh. Okay, right. I gave it a seven point five out of ten. Okay. All right. Okay, this go. is what I'll say about this movie. Dale. You don't have to defend it. it. You don't have to defend it. It's a no, good no, no, thing. no, no. My last thought, my last thought. The reason why I've watched this movie so much is honestly because I... You got me. You got me. Yeah, you got to go back for it. And you got to watch all three hours to watch that one shot, of course. 
You know, you need to watch the anus shot in context. You can't just, you know, skip ahead to that scene. Not that I wrote down the time codes for it. It's 3231. If you know, I made that up. I made that up. I know. I have no idea when when that shot comes. If that's the if that's the time codes, I'm a psychic. I don't know. But what I will say is that the reason I've watched this movie so much is because, in my opinion, there are just some movies that you that are good to watch when you are hungover. I call these hangover movies because they're like long and you don't have to pay attention too hard. And it's like it's like the right mood to watch when you can't really focus on anything except for how awful you feel. Like good okay. example of these movies, the Harry Potter movies. Like you okay, can just, but like, I feel like Harry Potter is a little more lighthearted, where it's like more enjoyable. Like I don't want to w- spend my hangover watching something like this. That's like you're gonna go to war and have drug addictions and be depressed. You know, like I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, hey, you do you. It's not whatever, for everyone. Whatever works. Whatever your cure is. Some people I, drink green juice. Some people watch cherry. It's you know <laughs> it's whatever your listen. Your I I don't is. need it. I don't need to be needed to be lighthearted when I have right. a hangover. You know, it can be some heavy shit. It just needs mm-hmm. to be like kind of mellow, and that's okay. what I think this movie is. So. Honestly, I, you know what? I have a recommendation then. Next time you're hungover, uh, oh, it'll, it'll, it won't it won't hit HBO Max till like I think early March. But one of the best picture nominees, Drive My Car. It is. It might be tough because you do have to read subtitles because it is Japanese. But it is one of those movies that is mm. very much. It's long and it's quiet and it's pensive and it's as a theater person, it's very interesting because it's about this guy putting on a production of Uncle Vanya in oh. like twenty different languages to uh to get over the grief of his dead wife. So like it's it's a lot, but it's but it's like okay. one of the slower. It's very like slow and just calm and just like you know long. So it might be a good record. I might be totally off uh, the mark there, but like it's an interesting movie and I think if you're going to watch it for the Oscars, watch it on a night on a day where you just want to kind of like just sit plop and on the couch for a few hours and just watch something uh very metaphorical and artsy. Um no, anyway, thank you, Dale. Thank you for that. Uh speaking of metaphorical and artsy, here's something that's not and that is uncharted. <laughs> um and I'm not saying that's a negative because I will say right now on the record, I like this movie. And I didn't cool. think it because it's getting panned on Rotten Tomatoes. Again, I don't live by Rotten Tomatoes, but people are panning yeah. it. And I have an idea why, but we'll talk about it. Kelsey, okay. tell us about Uncharted. All right, Uncharted just came out on February eighteenth, twenty twenty two. Directed by Ruben Fleischer. I think that's Who how you say his name. We know directed Venom, the first one. Oh, yeah. amazing. I didn't Yay. know that. I love that. All right, so here's my synopsis. After being separated from his older brother in their youth, Nate Drake meets Victor Sullivan, a treasure hunter who promises to help him find his brother if Nate helps Victor find the ultimate treasure. Yeah, I mean, it is your stereotypical treasure hunt movie, and I yeah. think that's why a lot of people are panning it, because it is very basic. It's very by-the-books treasure hunt. It's very, sure. like that's a very clear objective and it's just, it's there to entertain. And I, I don't think it has to be anything more profound than that, but I think it knows that. And I think there's not no harm in a movie just being like, I'm going to entertain you and that'd be it. You know? Yeah. What, what were you going to say, Kelsey? I was just going to say, Dale, I love a treasure hunt movie. The national yeah. treasure movies are like my favorite movies of all yeah. time. They are also good hangover movies. Uh, a little Indiana too Jones. much action for Indiana a hangover Jones. day, but yeah. Uh, what'd you say? Who are you, Joe, Indiana Joe. Jones person? Oh, I've never seen the Indiana Jones movies. Maybe if I you like a treasure my hunt. Toe. The first one's a, such a good treasure hunt movie. I think you'd really like it. I think you'd really okay. like it. The second one's very racist, but like still enjoyable. Um, oh, okay. Like enjoyable in spite, despite not 
because of its racism. No, well, um, right. I yeah. I didn't yeah. think and you Steven were like Spielberg, Spiel, Steven Spielberg has admitted it. Um, but yeah, the third one okay, was also cool. just like a really really great movie. Um, so yeah, I, I recommend it. And the fourth one, there's also a fourth one. Um, but yeah, I, I recommend those. Um, yeah, carry on. Thank sorry. you, Jim. No, yeah. Um, it's a good treasure hunt movie. I love one of my favorite. Uh, things about a treasure hunt movie is that I feel like all treasure hunters wear the same thing and it's like that white off-white beige like like three quarter sleeve button yeah, like yeah. mid button down they have some sort of like suspender or vest or like the the gun strap thing mm-hmm. on and then like khakis and yeah. i feel like that's what every like treasure hunter wore. all he was missing was like the indiana jones hat and he right. would have been like full like where's chris pratt from Harrison jurassic Ford. world yeah no yeah. literally it's yeah. that look exactly yeah. but no, but yeah um it was good it was good yeah. i well, the thing it, is- but at the very least dill you are entertained during this exactly movie. And I, I think that's all it really needs to be. I, I think mm-hmm. it, it does have an engaging story. Like I was engaged beginning to end. And I think I, I think people, the difference with this movie is that it's based on a video game. That That is beloved. Mm-hmm. I have not played the game. So I cannot Me speak neither. on it. And I think one of the biggest qualms people have is that these actors do not fit these characters whatsoever based on mm. the source material. I get it. Like people are saying Tom Holland's way too young and he does play it very boyish here. And I'm going to get to it in a bit. Like, his acting choices because i think of these three movies is probably his weakest performance but not because it's bad but i think it's because it's the most peter parker-ish where it's like it feels kind of like he's just doing peter parker as sure. Nathan Drake, and that's sure. fine he's got a type but I, I think a lot of people have their own distinction distinction in their mind of what they want nathan drake to be and it's not necessarily that whereas like so I don't have any knowledge of the source material, so I have nothing to base it off of. So I think people who are a fan of the of the show, or sorry, the video games, mm-hmm. might not like it as much because they have so much to like riding on it. Whereas here, it's just like I'm going in to watch a fun treasure hunt movie, and it was. And I honestly mm-hmm. think, do the two of them have the best chemistry? Maybe not. I think Mark Wahlberg is like trying to be the star in his own movie, and Tom Holland's you know trying to give his most to Mark Wahlberg, and he's not. <laughs> Wahlberg's not necessarily taking it all in but sure I, I think they are they are they are fun to watch they're charismatic actors i think the actual plot twists are really interesting i love the twist i don't want to talk too much spoilers of this movie but there's a twist happens later in the movie involving one of the like love interests and like a, a message in a bottle i'll wink to that um, <laughs> i love love that plot, gotcha. plot, plot twist like yeah plot yeah twist, i just i really enjoyed um I, I really enjoy this movie. And again, it doesn't have to be anything profound or artsy. It's not cherry. It's not going for this really high drama, intense drama. It's not the impossible. It's not this like really high stakes. I mean, it's high stakes, but not in the same way. It's a fun yeah. adventure flick. And I, I really enjoyed it. Honestly, Dill, I will go on record right now and say that I hated Mark Wahlberg in this okay. movie so I was say, yeah, I, much. I think that's valid. I think he is the weak link for sure. He is just like, what is he contributing to this this industry at this point? He does the same thing in every movie. Yeah. And it's honestly, I'm sick of it. It's tired. It's a mediocre performance at best. Why have we let this continue for as long as we have? He plays the schmuck very well. I think, like, I was watching Ted the other day with Landon, my one of my favorite comedies from 2012, same year as The Impossible, and okay. it holds up so well And because he just plays this kind of, like, low-life Boston guy, and that's all he is. He, he gets high on the couch, and, and everything's like this. I'm just Mark Wahlberg. I'm just doing my thing. I'm just talking. What, what's wrong with that? God. But I think it's hilarious when, when, like, people are trying to make him, like, an action star or something. Or, like, he's not that. And there was this movie sure. called Spencer Confidential that came out on Netflix. Spencer Confidential. I watched he's not, that. He's not good in that either. And I think it's because everyone's trying to make him 
an action star, like a headliner. He's not that. He's a funny. I mean, he started off as a musician. He was Marky Mark in the Funky Bunch, and he becomes this actor who who does some comedies. And I think he works better in the comedies because he's, you know, that that's his thing. It's just kind of like the Boston asshole. But here, it's mm. like I don't know if it works as well because I I think Tom has has the movie star quality more than Mark Wahlberg does. I think Mark yeah. Wahlberg was the wrong fit, but I still enjoyed it enough that it didn't take me out of it. But I don't know. Especially with one like, another too. It, it doesn't Mark made Tom just look so much better in my eyes. Honestly, yeah. you you said like right off the bat that this was just Peter Parker playing Nate Drake. One of the first things I wrote down was I think he's actually very good at making all of his characters a little like pretty different. You know, I, I didn't yeah, feel fair. like this with Peter Parker. This care like well, Nate Drake felt a little older, felt like he could mm-hmm. stand on his own two feet a little yeah. bit more, where I feel like Peter Parker is definitely constantly mm-hmm. looking for a mentor, constantly needing True. some direction, some guidance, mm-hmm. where Nate Drake definitely feels like, Well, my brother abandoned me when we were little, and now I'm a bartender in the city. Yeah. Like I think I think the moments where he's just a person, like like you said, the bartending where he steals the the wrist thing, the bracelet off that one girl. Yeah, that's really yeah, yeah, yeah. I think when he's like having the the conversations about this like potential love interest are really good. I think it's honestly in the action. I think kind of like the the commentary during the action. I think is where the Peter Parker really slips in. It's like the sure. whoa, like you know, you know what I'm saying? Like the um, no, I get yeah, what like, you're saying. Like, oh my god, what's going on? Like it's very like that that very Peter Parker ask, which is fine. He does it well, and that's why people go to the theaters. I mean, people were cheering for this movie when I saw it because they're big Tom Holland stands. And he's yeah. kind of reached that level of celebrity at this point because he was mm-hmm. in the biggest movie last year. He's a big household name now, and and that's valid. He's also dating with the biggest TV star right now. Like he is a star, and I think he can kind of do whatever he wants, and it works too, just because mm-hmm. of his charm on its own. But I do wish it was a little more. Even if he kind of just changed the vocal register a bit, I think yeah, it maybe. would have helped. Because that's also a lot of people's complaints is that he's too young for Nate Drake. And again, I have nothing to go off of there, but I, I yeah, see me the neither. point that he doesn't, he's definitely not like the typical leading man. He still feels young for sure. In this. Y- yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I think part of the issue is that I did notice this, that especially like in, in Cherry too, like whenever because like the the majority of the films he's making right now he's playing an american like he's putting on an american accent and i yeah. feel like he found in a, a good american accent for peter parker and that's kind of the american accent he's mm-hmm. always doing for each yeah. american character even if they're you know not from queens or from new york like he does put a little bit of of that into mm-hmm. his american accent and this yeah. character did so happen to be from new york city but it's like even like small things like that, if he just changed his accent work a little bit, yeah. I feel like that would also like, help him be different in each role. Yeah. Like a lot of it's up here and he kind of talks in this register, but if you were to just kind of drop it down here or even kind of go down there, like you don't need to go all the way down here, but even if it's here and not here, yeah. that makes a big difference here versus this, you know, like it's different. Yeah. And no, I get like, you. I, I, think if he, I think of Heath Ledger, great Australian actor, rest in peace. But his mm-hmm. American accents were so distinctly different that when he did the Joker, it was very much the clownish type of way you would talk in American accent, very rounded vowels. And then when he did Brokeback Mountain, it was, it was very, it was very much more mumble like this. It was kind of just like a little bit more, you know, it's very different. And it's yeah. two totally yeah, different totally. voices, both American accents, but both to- totally distinctively different that you could not look at both those characters and say that's the same actor. And I, I think it's, that's that's yeah. a, the rut I think Tom Holland is going to get into if he doesn't do more stuff like Cherry, which I think is the best example of him trying to do something different. Or, you know what? Make him British. 
in, in maybe not in Uncharted, but make an action movie, yeah. just make him British. Why not? I know, I know yeah. people are saying no to this, but make him the new James Bond. Why not? He's young. It, may, it might be different to make a young James mm. Bond because they've always been kind of in their 30s-ish. Make him a younger James Bond. I don't know. So, maybe. Let him be Honestly, British. this... This almost makes me wish we watched um, The Devil All the Time because that one, mm. he does put on like a southern twang. Oh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember what state they're from. <laughs> That's maybe, Robert Pattinson. Maybe Kentucky or, or Tennessee. Mm. One of those, I think. Or maybe mm -hmm. West Virginia. I don't yeah. remember. But it's like, yeah, he 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 makes that, that accent, mm. that accent yeah. very different. Yeah. For that. I think he definitely but, um, applied his Peter Parker voice to this, to Onward. Um, you know, I, yeah, I think it's definitely for Onward, a, yeah. It's starting to become a bit you know, predictable and yeah, but, but again, he does it well and people enjoy it. So like, I don't, mm -hmm. it's one of those, like, if it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But we just happen to be two people who studied both accent work and just performance in general that like, we're a little sure. more critical of it. So like, that's fine. And you it's know? a very good American accent. I'm not saying he's yeah. not good at yeah, doing you would not it. Know like, he's British he's, and, and most people are fooled when they find that out. Yeah. Yeah. He's honestly, I feel like I was fooled. Like I heard him in an yeah. interview and I was Definitely. like, Oh my God. Yeah. But what, for one of the positives of this movie, I actually did enjoy the acts, the action sequences a lot. Dill, yeah, I thought I, that I, they were a lot of fun and different. I think, yeah, I think the effects aren't always there. Like, like in the beginning when he's like jumping on those crates in the sky, I'm like, this is a little, little much in terms of like, I, I it's obviously fake just because of the laws of gravity sure. and shit. Like, but I think once you get past that and you like just look at it as like this is a video game movie adaptation, like mm -hmm. them hoisting pirate ships up in the sky by helicopters mm. was one of the coolest things i've seen like it's it's so yeah. cool because it's like it's stuff we don't see and i don't know if it's in the games or not but like really cool action set pieces just like uh, at the end the pirate ships floating are just so cool um yeah and it, and it allows some great action sequences with the pirate ships like smashing together and then the one girl drops the anchor the girl who also plays a, a big part in you season three so she's she's a great actress also mm. i forget her name but um yes she's yes, great yes. Actress. i know who you're talking about yeah, but but i i like the the boldness of the action even though sometimes you have to kind of like let your brain go and say like this isn't really physically possible but it's like it's a video game movie so it's like that's fine yeah sonic, sonic the hedgehog doesn't exist but we watch that anyway you know what i mean Detective yeah Pikachu, <laughs> pokemon aren't real you know, it's one of those things where it's like, it's a video game movie. Who cares if it's not that's, necessarily real? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I, and honestly, yeah. And honestly, Dill, I, there were some moments where I wished even that they went further with the video game aspect of it all, because there <laughs> were some shots, especially when he's doing the whole sequence, when he's falling out of the plane and he's jumping yeah. on the crates and, and he mm -hmm. finally gets there and he gets hit by the car. Like there were some moments where we kind of went into his point of view and we mm -hmm. were looking at ourselves as, as if we were the ones falling. And that's, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people play like in that point of view like as, yeah. as they are the character. And I kind of wish we went more into that. I wish they played a little mm -hmm. bit more into the video game-ness yeah. of it all. Like almost, yeah. you know, not take it as far as Scott Pilgrim versus the world, yeah. you know, like I'll never. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but you know, uh, just like taking it a little bit of a step forward. And I think that would have made this movie a little bit more unique and a little yeah. less generic. Yeah, no, I, I really enjoy it. And I, I think like, is it a great movie? Like, am I going to recommend it for it's like screenplay or it's even it's acting like in terms of like Mark Wahlberg and everything like, no, but it's like, it's a fun action movie. And I, I, I just don't think it needed to be anything more than that. 
Um, unless you obviously have a devotion to this franchise of games and you have a certain depiction and that's fair too. Cause I know when the last of us comes out, there's a lot of friends of ours that are going to be like very critical of it. Cause they love mm. it. Like I remember Zach who competed on trivia loves the last of us. Um, mm. Our acting teacher, Dave loves the last of us. Like there are people who have a certain depiction of how they would like things to go. And that, and that's, fair because it is an adaptation same as when harry potter came out people were like holding mm -hmm. their breath hoping they got it right and they did but sometimes adaptations don't get it right and i think as an adaptation i don't know if i could say if this got it right or not but i think as just a movie in and of itself it's good i think it's good and i think people should yeah. go see it because i think it's a fun time i think it's gonna be more fun than like going to see that moonfall movie where it's just like <laughs> i don't i haven't seen it so i can't judge it but i can and i, I could say it's probably better than that so <laughs> yeah yeah no yeah, yeah. i agree yeah. and and just really quick like more specifically mm -hmm. about tom like this is what i was saying before when you can tell like he really commits to the bit like he he does his homework he puts in the time and effort to like make each moment with his character like feel like it's a flushed out person like all that fancy stuff he was doing as a bartender flipping yeah. the drinks yeah. and 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 turning the, sh the shaker and all this that stuff first of all i felt very at home when we were at when we were there because i do work in a restaurant and not that the bartenders at my restaurant are doing anything like what he was doing or but like you know or pitpocketing yeah exactly but it, it just felt like very fun and i was just like this is the time and and things that like tom holland does for like his character just being mm -hmm. able to do fun things like this just yeah. so we can you know we get the point that like oh clearly he's been doing this like a while like yeah. this is yeah this is great you know what and i mean I, it's and little I think things if, like this, that. if this is going to be a franchise that grows and we will talk about spoilers in just a sec because i do have to address something at the end but like i think if this are, is to become a franchise, if it's successful enough, and I think it could, I think it's okay that he's starting off young because then once this hits its third or fourth movie, he will be old enough to be everyone's ideal date, Drake, which I think is good. But let's talk real quick just because I want to address it. I put the spoiler tag on the bottom if you're listening. Okay. Uh, spoilers, so please tune out if you want uh, now. But um, at the very end, I, I was worried that like they were just going to drop the whole brother storyline. Mm. But I'm very glad at the end to see that he was still Alive. around. Um, yeah, because I, I had a feeling I was like, there's no way they're just going to drop it and him say, OK, I forgive you, Marky Mark. And the thing is, yeah, you know, he's like walking back, too. So it's like, is is Mark Wahlberg against him or is he talking about someone else? You know, what's the deal mm. there? You know? Yeah, um, I, I saw this movie with our friend James and I turned to him and I was like, I hope the brother's still alive. And he was like, he's not alive, dude. Like, I'm sorry, like it's <laughs> done. And then like right at the end, like the shot of him in in the prison. And I was like or wherever he's being held. And I was like, ha ha, like he's still alive. Like, this is great. And we got what yeah. I wanted. And, and then even at the end, I was like, well, I'm so like tainted. Like fr my movie theater experience is like ruined almost because of like Marvel, like the MCU, not because like the audience oh, is bad or anything, okay. just because like, I, I am like, like, it is just a natural reaction for me to sit and wait for the entire credits to roll out because yeah. I'm like waiting for post credit yeah. scenes. So I turned was to there James. Was post Because I, I left. Oh, there was. Oh, great. Okay. Please tell me because I, I was <laughs> like, because it was at the point where it, I was like, okay, that was, that was nice. And I, I thought the brother thing was like the last big reveal. So I was like, great, cool. Oh no, there, there, was, left. there was a post credit. I mean, it was, it was leading into the sequel for sure because. Oh, um, okay, great. Tell I, me, what I turned it. I turned to James and I was like, do you think there's a post credit scene? He was like, no, this isn't a Marvel movie. But then we sat anyway, because I was like, just in case, just in case. And there was, so I'm glad we did. Well, yeah, but I was thinking the same thing as James, because I left. <laughs> I was out of there by the time they said directed by. And it wasn't because I didn't like it. It was just in a rush. So we were in like a 
I don't know, it, it felt like a, a Caribbean, maybe like Puerto Rico, Cuban style place. And mm-hmm. we, we, Tom was having a meeting with someone with an eye patch. It wasn't Nick Fury to answer your question. Um, it was some other guy with an eye patch. And he was like, all right, like, I'll give you this map if you give me, you know, the necklace with the ring from his brother. And he was like, all right, like, I don't know why this is so important to you, but here's the, here's the ring necklace and thanks for the map. And then like, um, you know, they, they get into a little tiff. Everyone like gets a gun out eventually. And then, um, Mark Wahlberg busts in with a mustache and is like, and Tom turns to him and is like, you know, you're a little late on your entrance or whatever the, the quip is. And then did was you watch this? Tra- was that in the trailer? I don't know. Anyway, carry I don't, on, cause I, 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 like I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. This is what I just watched at the end of the movie. No, that's fine. So, no, I, I didn't. So, uh, yeah. So then eventually Tom pickpockets his way to get his necklace back and the map. And then they oh. both leave the guy and they're like, all right, like, here we go off on our next adventure or whatever it is. Uh, so that's what the end right, scene cool. was. Cool. So we are going to get more. That's awesome. Or so we are going to get more. Um, yeah. Maybe they'll recast Mark Mar- Marky Mark Wahlberg for, for Kelsey's sake, but um, I'm going to take spoilers away now because that's kind of it for spoiler talk. It just it was just something I wanted to mention at the end because I like the ending of this. I was like, okay, it kind of wrapped up everything I needed it to. Um, sure. Yeah, like I, I think it's a very solid action movie. I, I don't think it's like a great one, but it's like a good one. Like I, like I enjoyed it. Um, Kelsey, what did you give this out of ten? I gave this a six out of ten. I did too. Great. Oh. We're like on the same page. Wow. Yeah. We ended um, well, on, a, the whole time, on a good note. Not <laughs> for Cherry, but... We started on the same ch- uh, same path, and then Cherry just... And now yeah. we're back. Um, yeah, anyway, that was the Tom Holland Movie Club. Again, if you know he puts out 10 great more movies in the next few years and we ever revisit this, we might do Tom Holland 2.0. We were talking about maybe a Zendaya one. Um, but yeah, we, we like to do these because we like to talk about other people's work uh, outside of the MCU because we think it's important and we like to see parallels because I think Uncharted is very much more of a parallel to Peter Parker whereas the other two are very distinctly different um, it's like drastically different so it's, it's just so nice to see a, an actor's breadth of work outside of the franchises they're best known for uh, maybe they'll be he'll be known for the Uncharted franchise just as much as Spider-Man probably not but um, who knows yeah yeah. What so, I, yeah. Go ahead. I just had a random thought occur yeah. to me, Dale. Like you said this, you had this critique for the Eternals, and I think this applies to this movie as well, is that I think some of the comedic moments were a little forced. forced. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, it kind of felt in the style of the MCU at times, just with the comedic timing. Um Sure. No, that, that's a fair point. I, I think that's just kind of the modern blockbuster for families kind of realm is going sure, yeah. In you know you've got like the blockbusters coming out like batman that are going to be like much more adult oriented whereas like the stuff that's more like family friendly i think is kind of steering in that direction even movies like dog that came out with channing tatum haven't seen it yet i'm gonna see it this week but like Mm. it it seems very much like there's some corny humor in there just to kind of get the laughs out of the kids and and that's fair um because there are a lot of kids in my screening so like he's definitely a draw i'll say that like he's gonna be a big for sure years because he He's bringing people to the theaters, and I, I don't think they were all going to see Marky Mark. Uh, that's yeah. all I'll say. But. And honestly, Dale, like he's done some pretty good work. We know that he's talented. We know mm-hmm. that he commits and and everything. Yeah. And I just think that there's still so much to come with Tom Holland. Like I think yeah. that you know the, the he has not done his best. I know you think that the impossible is pretty darn up there for him, but well, it, I think I mean, that's gonna his, be hard to top because it's a very good performance. But I think he, yeah. I agree with you. I think he will his, top it. Um, yeah, for sure. His best is yet to come, and he's yeah. only just going to keep getting stronger with every mm-hmm. role. And you know what? He's someone that I could definitely see some, you know, 
packing some awards under his belt in the yeah, future. I was gonna so. say, in a few years, he will be playing, I believe it's Fred Astaire in a Fred Astaire movie, the tap dancer, the famous song and dance man from the classic movie musical era. Um, and we all oh, know Billy, Billy Elliot was his start on the West End. So like to see him return to his dancing roots, I think is going to be nice. I, That'd I be very that fun. That could bring some awards attention. And then there's rumors that he's one of the names being thrown around for the villain in the second part of Dune, which we'll see because I don't know if he's a villain, but we'll see. Wow. We'll see. Um, I would love to like, see his take name, on a villain. The names I've heard, I've heard his name. I've also heard... um. What's his name from Eternals? The one who plays um, Druig, uh, Barry Keoghan. Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah who, oh, really he would he be. Would be also, he would make a good yeah. villain. Yeah, he was in the Green Knight, and he played like a really good slimy little character in that, and he was amazing in that. He was also in the movie called The Killing of the Sacred Deer, which is really twisted and fucked up, but he is really good in that too. So like, he mm. plays that villain role well. I'm leaning toward him. Um, there are a list of other names. I'll have to find it, but, um, but yeah, that's Tom Holland. Um, next time. We have a show for you. Uh, we are going to be bringing you not one, but two more trivia matches. That's right. Marvel Trivia is back. Uh, the first match, the undercard, because we're going to do two matches on a wrestling style, we'll have an undercard. The undercard is going to be two newcomers that we have not seen before on this channel, uh, but they are two friends of mine from just like the movie trivia slash just movie YouTuber realm. Um, uh, we got Corey Ross, who's going to be going by Corey the Engine. Corey the Engineer, a.k.a. CTE. So that's going to be his fighting name, CTE. Going up against Stacy the Feisty Phoenix Morris. Um, they will be fighting off against one another. The Feisty Phoenix, uh, obviously inspired by the Dark Phoenix herself, um, Jean Grey. And then... Nice. Uh, the main event, uh, he called out his shot last time against our co-host of the match last time. So J.D. Domash, who has not yet decided a name until he gets his win. He said he will not commit to a nickname until he gets a win under his belt. Um, not to say he will get the belt because Kelsey's holding on the belt right now. But uh, J.D. Domash will be going up against Chad. I can do this all day, Webb, um, because he said, you know what, Chad, I want to fight you. So uh, CTE versus Stacy, the feisty Phoenix Morris, and then J.D. Domash versus Chad. I can do this all day, Webb, will be happening. A doubleheader uh, next time. And then, of course, as these matches go on and on, as people get more wins, they will get a chance to fight this one for the title. <laughs> um, but it's going to take a lot of work. And I'm thinking about maybe down, down, down the line, doing a tournament even uh, of a lot of players to like see who is going to face off against Kelsey for the belt because uh, Kelsey really earned it in that first match and she has a lot to prove. Um, she has not done a round five before, AKA a round three in normal uh, trivia. So like, it'll be mm -hmm. interesting because she's never even done that round before. So she still has a lot more to experience with the game, but we will find a worthy competitor and maybe it'll be one of those four. Maybe it'll be someone else. I may be, or maybe not be in a match next month against someone that had called me out for a match. We will find nice. out probably will happen, but mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Kelsey, where can they find you? Are you excited for trivia next time and any thoughts uh, before we go into uh what is going to be march that's crazy i am excited for trivia dill it's oh my god it's going to be march marvelous movie mondays in march anyway we gotta figure out what we're going to do for march too because yeah we, we sure do until the end of march for moon night <laughs> our daredevil <sighs> plan fell through so oh god, there goes daredevil that over. um but but I, I, I do think we could do another one of these movie clubs and, and do we want to discuss right now who we might want to do do you want to just toy around any names? Um, we haven't have, done Chris Hemsworth or Jeremy Renner or... Uh, have we Mark done Robert Ruffalo. Downey Jr.? We have not. Why don't we do that next? Why don't we do RDJ, the guy who cool. started it all? Cool. That um, 
And honestly, Dylan, I'm having a lot of time with the other side of trivia. I'm helping you make questions this time around. Right, and right. so that's like really fun because it's like all the questions I feel like I like predicted like you might ask me i i tucked away in the back of my mind you didn't ask me really anything i thought you were gonna ask me but you know Sorry. you really kept me on my toes i i appreciate yeah, well, you it, knew but... the answers to pretty much all of them i think did you miss you missed one question i think and it was how many movies were released in 2014 or something like that 20, yeah, yeah and that pains me to is... say because i wrote down the two movies i wrote down two second guess myself and quickly i was like i might be missing one i'm gonna write three and, and, if and that's the one you missed yeah that's the only one you missed i believe the whole match so but anyway you can find me on instagram at kelsey a kilpatrick you can follow my tiktok at cause koz 13 or you can subscribe to my youtube channel i'm putting out videos again bi-weekly making sketches with my dear friend lily rubello so you can subscribe to my youtube channel they as are, well cause production very 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 funny this week's oh, was very you. very good um i, I just <laughs> saw the Dale. title and as soon as you guys started talking i was like i know where this is going it was hilarious it, it's a really really clever and they're so short it's, it's easy you can watch yeah. them ten thousand times over get her those views <laughs> um thank you you can find me at dylan underscore randazzo dylan randazzo 417 on tiktok and the dill pickle movie network here on youtube and if you are listening on podcast thank you so much give us a five-star review if you're on apple podcast um uh, we are everywhere so you can listen to us take us in the car or you can watch us here on youtube to see our faces especially this one we had nice little posters for all the movies that i'm going to edit in post-production so like um yeah this was your uncharted review too so i'm not going to do my own uncharted review for the channel this was the uncharted review for the dilphic movie network so please uh hope you enjoyed that uh hope you go see that because this is a recommendation for both of us for uncharted not anything mind-blowing but a very solid action movie um and we hope you enjoy those other films as well if you haven't checked those out check out cherry we'd love to hear your thoughts and check mm -hmm. out the impossible because it is just a breathtaking performance and our favorite of the bunch before we go kels what is the movie we always say it what is the movie you would recommend to Tom Holland fans um, out of these three, like if you had to recommend a movie to say like, oh, you should watch this, what would you pick? Oh gosh. I mean, I would recommend Cherry. I would think that they, I would pick the thing that is so different from different, Peter yeah. Parker and shows off so much of his acting chops that I would say, watch that movie, strap mm -hmm. in. It's a long one. Maybe watch it when you're hungover, but it's worth it. Yeah. I would I recommend The Impossible just because it's one of my favorite movies. And I think it's something that I, if, if someone, and I did do this to you when, when you were talking about Tom Holland, I was like, you got to check out this movie because it's a baby Tom Holland, which I think a lot of people, it's really interesting to see stars that we know now as younger. Like it's really yeah. fun to go back and see Doogie totally. Hauser with Neil Patrick Harris or like, you know, go see the guy from the Haunting on Hill House as Elliot from E.T. It's like, it's really mm. cute. Um, so yeah. I, I think it's fun to go back and do that. So that's what I'd recommend. Anyway, thank you guys so much for watching. Next time, as we said, we'll be here with a doubleheader of trivia and then the next week after that we'll be doing an rdj movie club and then after that who knows because we still have a few more weeks till moon night but thank you guys so much for sticking with us uh and for enjoying the show hopefully and give us a thumbs up and a like and subscribe and please vote for the pickle awards because kelsey will pre be presenting a category do you know what category you want to present yet or we'll talk about it later or... we'll talk about it later okay yeah we haven't decided yet i didn't want to put you on the spot but uh please vote down below because there is a uh link where you guys can decide the winners um because i don't want to just have the entire say because this is a network people this is not dylan Redazzo movies this is dill pickle movie network we want everyone involved thank you so much for watching we'll see you next time bye